Hello and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl. And I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein. Trevor saying I again came in too early on the uh, on the theme music, Rick. But uh, but but it's it's good to be here. Uh, we come now uh, at the top of Powerhouse Politics uh, to really celebrate uh, Congress doing its job. I guess that's one way to do it. Uh, one way to describe it: they're doing their job. Just one like six. Co- weeks Congress or so. Congress achieving a a, a serious. Bipartisan accomplishment, sure, um, sure, um, and, and it, it, this is in, in a way just the way the system is supposed to work. Just after this thirty-five, thirty-six days of the shutdown, and uh, and with the president, maybe that's actually not what I'm talking about, Rick. Oh wait, you got something else? Yeah, you got a. I am talking about Congress achieving something significant. Uh, I'm talking about Congress uh, uh, achieving something that, that that appealed across party lines, something that will have an impact on. Uh, on the country, not just now, but for future generations. The public land bill. I'm, yes, Rick. Oh, that's thank good. You, that's thank good. you. That's good. Thank you. That's good. So, so uh, you know, it was, a, it was, I believe, a 92 to 8 vote uh, in the United States Senate. Uh, we're talking a bill that's going to set aside 1.3 million acres uh, to to uh, uh, to be designated as as, as new uh, protected wilderness areas. Uh, you've got a, a nas- two national parks. Uh, you've got uh, you know more river areas uh, protected. This is a significant public lands bill uh, that, that, that affects the entire country in one way or another. Ninety-two to eight. And Rick, here's the kicker: How much did it cost? You know, I I know the cost in terms of our cost to listenership. Did everyone? Did all of our listeners just leave? To talk about Rick, public lands? No, Wait, I'm it, talking about public lands. Oh, okay. This this is actually going to bring money to the Treasury because they've got a situation where offshore drilling uh, uh, revenues are going to come. Rick, this is a big deal. But all you want to talk about is gridlock and, and, uh, and partisan wrangling and battles between Republicans and Democrats, battles between the White House and Capitol Hill, and all that's associated with that. So... You know, what can I say? I just want to remind everybody, and I think our viewers deeply, our viewers, even our listeners, deeply care that actually they actually got something done, 92 to 8 and not a blip. And if you're still listening to the podcast, you can get a free autographed picture of John Carl if you write in on Twitter. Yes, we saved nine, $9 million. That's great. Is the government going to shut down on Friday? What do you know? Well, um, the short answer is No. That is a short answer. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to have a government shutdown. Now, if we do, um, let it be noted that I offered a caveat after saying no. So don't just play the first part of my answer. Duly noted. Um, that uh, you can never be sure of anything in, in, in the Trump era. Uh, the bill is not actually written as we come on the air right now. Um, there are uh, there are some things that could derail this uh, that are actually unrelated to the question of a wall. Uh, what one of this is, you know, whenever you have a bill that has to pass, what happens, Rick? Then stuff gets added. Yeah, it's people like, get people say, "Oh, this is our chance. Let's let's yep. load this thing up." Yep. So uh, so I've gotten some frantic calls from from folks uh, at the White House about um, what they're hearing is being added. Democrats, for instance, want to add a provision that will pay all the contract workers uh, that did not work during the shutdown. You remember the furloughed workers got back pay even if they didn't work. The essential workers that had to work without getting their paychecks eventually you know, got their paychecks. But the, but the workers that are not actually employees of the federal government but simply contract uh, employees, and there are thousands of these. We don't even know an exact number. 
Uh, but but there are a lot of them, and many of them, um, you know, on on you know, not not making very much money at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an effort uh, by the Democrats to get them to be paid, and Lord knows uh, what else they may be adding. There may be some agreement on that particular provision, but uh, but other stuff can always be added. Uh, so who knows? And the president's not happy with this bill. Oh, but that's an interesting point. Wait, what? so the president hasn't signed off on this? Well, um, first of all, did you hear what he said uh, in the Oval Office when he was asked about the bill? Listen. I can tell you that, uh, am I happy at first glance? I just got to see it. The answer is no, I'm not. I'm not happy. But am I happy with where we're going? I'm thrilled because we're supplementing things and moving things around and we're doing things that are fantastic and taking from far less, really from far less important areas. And uh, the bottom line is we're building a lot of wall. Right now we're building a lot of wall. There's so much to unpack in one presidential soundbite. <laughs> <One soundbite. laughs> I mean, there really is. Um, so he's not happy. And let's take that first. Sure. Why Why not? Why not, John? Well, can he, I, The wall's can, getting built. What's the problem? Can, can we – before we get to – like I said, there's a lot to unpack. Let's just start with the first part, Rick. Uh, he's not happy. Why isn't he happy? Do you remember – the the what what Congress was poised to do right before the shutdown. I do. There was the, a bill that passed the Senate by unanimous consent. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that unanimous uh, passing? Yep. Uh, to 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 uh, to fund the government. It was poised to pass in the House, uh, and it included one point six billion dollars uh, for construction of of a barrier on the on the southern border. One point right. six billion. The president said, "No way." Know how I need five point seven billion, and the government shut down for thirty five days. It went down in history as the longest government shutdown that we've ever seen and now here we are. Congress has gone behind the closed doors leaders this is this is a group really it was crafted by four people, the top Democrat and the top Republican on the House Appropriations Committee, top Democrat and top Republican on the Senate Appropriations Committee. They came out. With a bill that gives them how much? One point five. No. One point six. No. Give us a number. One point three seven five. So, in other words, so you shut that, the government down for thirty-five days. You go through this brutal process, and you, you reopen it temporarily. You do the State of the Union. You you make your case for your wall. You you go, and then they come back and they offer him less than what he shut the government over. Down. I mean, less than what he was going to get before shutting the government down. But no one told him that was going to happen, right? He didn't know. So way. he's not happy about it, and you can understand this. And the, and the Democrats, I have to say, have been very consistent on one aspect of this. They have said, across the board, we don't want to reward the shutdown. Right. So here's what they've done. They go, okay, you shut the government down, now you get less. And give me like, Give me like an analogy with like, you know... How your parents would have treated you? That's yes, sure. Yeah, you, know, you could, you could, you, you know, here, here's your allowance. You want to raise? No, and now it's half, right? Right, right. You, 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 you want to, and now you're going to do a temper tantrum because you didn't accept the amount we're going to give you. Now we're going to give you less. That's right. Right. You got to eat. You, 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 seven carrots. Now it's nine. Right. Exactly. So, so here we are. Um, uh, the, the president is getting less than what he wanted. Now, look, caveats. Let's understand that Nancy Pelosi said walls are immoral. You know, she said she might be able to give a dollar, but no more than a dollar. Now we have one point three seven five billion dollars. It's 
I mean, they're not calling it a wall. It's a border barrier. It's steel. It's not concrete. That stuff's hard. But, but the bottom line is the president's going to be able to build some new wall, not just replace old wall. I mean, are we calling it a wall or a barrier? Whatever it is. The thing with the slats. Did you and did you notice, by the way, John, that uh, the the campaign rally the other night had the, the, a little bit of a different slogan? Oh did yeah, you catch that. Uh, it used to be uh, well, it used to be um, build we're going to build the wall, wall, and who's going to pay wall. for it? Right, Mexico, Mexico. Mexico. So we lost the Mexico thing a while ago. The big banner behind the president. It finish said the it, wall. Finish the wall, and finish. the pre- so so the president in the statement we just played talked about we are building a lot of wall are we john can well, we go look at said wall well we've we've been looking at this rick and, and, and i want to be precise i want to be precise about this but we, mm-hmm. we, we we've looked into this we talked to the department of homeland security uh the the under the trump administration there has been some significant stretches of wall that has been replaced, you know, like right. crappy fences replaced with more significant barriers. Okay, that's all fine and, and good. How much new wall has been built since Donald Trump became president? New fencing, new whatever you want to call it. What's the answer? The answer is none. Zero? I mean, you've had Zero. you've had some, you've had some barbed wire, the Constantina wire that the the military has put out. That doesn't count, right? But in terms of the stuff, you know, the the big barrier. Nothing. But he now, said you could go look at it. It's there. It's getting built. Well, you saw it by the Rio Grande, he said. But right. then we went out to the Rio Grande and we didn't see it. So what is true, though, is that they this month are scheduled to break ground on a new stretch of wall. Do you know how much? How much, John? A total of how, – how, how big is the border again? Oh, a lot. What, a lot of miles. Not quite 2,000. Hundreds 2, of miles. Thousands. Almost 2,000, right? 14 miles. 14 miles of new wall scheduled to be uh, begin construction this month. It's been delayed, by the way, and I, I don't know if you know about this, but are you like a butterfly guy? A butterf- I'm, not a, I'm not a butterfly guy, no. So there, gotta, is, a, confess. there is a butterfly sanctuary uh, on, the, on the border in the area where they were going to build these, uh, you know, some of the 14 miles, and there's a little bit of a challenge or whether or not that will affect the sanctuary. Now, one official here pointed out to me that this wall has slats that the butterflies can fly through, or if they want, they're okay if the butterflies can fly over, even if they come from the Mexican side. But anyway, there, it hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet. And when it does, it's 14 miles. Right. So the president is exaggerating. But look, at the end of the day, he's going to be able to build some new wall, even under this compromise that he doesn't like. So at the – and then spin that into a political victory. But are you, are you convinced that he actually has known what's in this deal, John? What, what, give us your sense of what the sequence was here because – uh, the president was set Monday night to give a big rally in El Paso, Texas, where yep. he says walls work. Big little local fight there. Beto works there, but he's there to make the case. And just before he takes the stage, boom, compromise, deal. And, and he didn't seem to know anything about it. Yeah. So and, 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 and let's play a little bit of, of, of how he described how there were the reports of the deal. And, well, he wanted to talk to people more than find out what was in the deal. So maybe progress, maybe not. But I had a choice. I could have stayed out there and listened, or I could have come out to the people of El Paso and Texas. I chose you. Now, Rick, let me tell you my understanding, and um, and this is this is all in deep background, okay? So, okay. Um, tell the people what that means. Yes, uh, deep, you know we we have we have on the record. You can quote somebody. We have background, which means you just say they're an official. Deep background means I don't want. Please don't quote me on this, okay? But. 
You can just true. know it. Yeah, you can yeah. just know it. So um, I actually – there were the, these four appropriators, you know, two Democrats, two Republicans, House Senate, uh, who got together. Um, Richard Shelby, uh, you know, uh, he used to be the um, colleague of, of Jeff Sessions um, in, in, in the Senate, uh, leading the way for, for the Republicans. And they came out of a, of a meeting um, – and said that they had an agreement in principle uh, on on a spending bill that you know that would deal with this question of the wall, but they didn't say any details. So I reached out to a very senior White House official to say, "Well, what do you guys think of this new agreement?" And the official said, "What new agreement?" Hmm. Hmm. So they're surprised. So, but let me go a little further. You know, I, I, I talked to this official and uh, explained to me that. They then once I once I reached out and said, "What do you think of it?" and they said, "What?" Are, they went and of course said, reached out to the to the negotiators. Said, "Well, tell us what 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 this thing's been agreed to," and the answer from the negotiators was, "We can't tell you until after the president gives his speech," and the reason for that is they were worried that the president would say something that would blow up this tentative agreement in principle. So the White House was not only not involved in the crafting of this deal, they weren't apprised of what was in the deal before the deal was struck. And I'll tell you, again, this is deepest of background, Rick, and to all our, our listeners here on Power House Politics. The following morning, I, I actually got a call from a, from, a, from a top advisor to the president saying, do you know what's in the deal? Because we still haven't gotten an answer. <laughs> And you think this was actually strategy on the part of of folks on the Hill to not get ahead of where they knew the president would go because the president might screw it all up by what he said. And then the president says he didn't want to know what's in it anyway. Yeah. And and it just, you know, it, it just gets to to the point. You remember the first round, bef- you know, before the shutdown and as the, as the shutdown uh, was grinding through its first uh, its first days and we had all those negotiations going on trying to end it. The vice president was going back and forth right. between Capitol Hill and meeting with congressional staff even here at the White House. And I got to tell you, this the White House was out of the loop on this. That's extraordinary. That's yeah. extraordinary. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to be back with the very special Mary Bruce. Is it still a struggle to get that good night's sleep? Then maybe it's time to try the Purple Mattress. It's made out of a new material that keeps it firm and soft, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Try it now with a 100-night risk-free trial along with free shipping and returns. And if you order one, you'll get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. Just text POWERHOUSE to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text POWERHOUSE to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Get started today at Indeed.com slash powerhouse. That's Indeed.com slash powerhouse. Welcome back to Powerhouse Politics. Thank God Mary Bruce is here to help us out. Mary, I, I want to just play for you the the energetic and excitable Mitch McConnell uh, you know, kind of uh, lauding this deal. It's not everything the president uh, hoped to get, but I think it's a good step in the right direction. Uh, I, I hope he'll decide to sign it. Well, Mary, first of all, what's going on? Where is the bill? 
that is a very good question. We are still waiting to see this actual legislative text. We're hoping we get some look at it tonight, but no one has actually seen, you know, the nuts and bolts of it yet. We know we know the basic outline here, but but let me do a little uh you know, deciphering of Mitch McConnell there. For those who may not be astute watchers of Mitch McConnell, that is as clear as you are going to get from the man saying, White House, listen up, get on board. And there's not going to be a better deal than that. I mean, that, yes. that, that's the clear message from Mitch McConnell, right? That, that this, is, this is what you're going to get. You best take it. Mitch McConnell, who said famously, there's no lesson in that second kick of the mule, no reason to do another shutdown. Then a shutdown happens. Now he's saying no third kick of the mule. He is almost – that is actually Mitch McConnell begging the president. Yes. Pleading with him to take this thing already. And remember, to your conversation earlier about the uh, lack of communication between the White House and the Hill throughout this entire process, remember, there's a very uh, distinct sense of deja vu to all of this. Right before the shutdown, we went through this process where the Hill had a deal. Everyone was rolling along. We thought we were going to prevent a shutdown. Everyone was, you know, you're starting to smell those jet fumes on Capitol Hill. And then the president blew the whole thing up. No one wants to go through that again. And so the Hill is very carefully now telegraphing to the Hill, we are not going to play that game again. And what's interesting is that now you have more and more Republicans coming out, you know, even though no one's been able to pour over the legislative text yet, but saying that they're in favor of the deal. Doesn't mean they like it. They agree with the president. Look, they're not happy with it. But that is compromise. No one's happy at the end of the day. And then that's a, that's how you know you really have kind of met in the middle. And you have now folks like Senator Shelby, the top uh, Republican negotiator who got together and crafted this deal, getting on the phone, calling the president, essentially trying to sell him on this, trying to pitch the president that there is a way for him to spin this as a win. We saw Shelby last night uh, come out after that conversation, you know, telling all of us reporters that, that hey, there's basically, you know, if you look at all the ways that you, you cobble together all the different border security funding that comes out to, to roughly 23 billion dollars and then of course moments later you saw the president tweeting the exact same thing so so now we're in, we're in the sales pitch mode well and, and to be to be fair the they, they did get something here i mean the, the democrats went in trying to limit the uh the detention capacity at these uh, ice detention facilities uh so that you know to, to kind of affect the policy on the border uh they had to back off from that and nancy pelosi you know didn't want any money for for a barrier now we've got some money for a barrier but i also think that the number coming in at less than what the president was offered in december we, we talked about how democrats wanted that so that they could uh say that the president you know did not get anything for shutting the government down in fact it backfired well i think mitch mcconnell wants that message too mitch mcconnell told the president back in December, as I understand it, that, you know, when you go through a shutdown, you lose leverage. Mm -hmm. You don't gain leverage. So I think that, you know, seeing that number slide down from where it was is something that sits actually just fine with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, it's a reminder to the White House, look, this isn't the way this is supposed to operate. Um, and, and no, it doesn't look good for the president that, that, that after all of that, after all the pain felt by so many federal workers, at the end of the day, you're going to settle for what was less than what was originally on the table. Uh, and it is a reminder that, that they shouldn't repeat this process further down the road. And it also creates a problem for Republicans as they now try to spin this deal and sell it. Um, and it's why you hear so many Republicans now saying, look, this is just a down payment. That is that is the phrase that is being reiterated by every Republican I've talked to in the last 24 hours. And it's why you have so many close to the president saying, yes, you know, there is this deal and it's going to avert a shutdown. But then the president is going to, to take this action, you know, possibly even declaring a national emergency on top of that uh, to, to continue to try and, and gather together that funding so that he can say, you know, he, he made up the difference somehow.
And it's a down payment on a product that, as you know, Mary, a lot of Republicans never wanted in the first place. I mean, the idea that the border wall was the thing that you had to build all of your political hopes and aspirations around, it worked for President Trump pretty famously in 2016, and he's signaled already early in 2019 he wants to do it all over again. But that's just not the be-all and end-all for most Republicans who are actually making these laws. That's why the president was always in an untenable and unwinnable situation. He didn't have his own party, much less the newly emboldened and empowered Democrats on board for this idea. Yeah, those on the far right of the party are eager to come and defend the president uh, and back this wall, but you are not hearing Republican leadership and fiscally conservative Republicans coming out and saying that billions and billions for the president's wall right now is a good use of taxpayer money. And it's why you now see Republicans trying to find a way to get the president on board, agree to this so that they can, let's be honest, they just want to move on. So, so Mary, can I ask you about something else while we have you here? Um, sure. I, I've heard a fair amount of attention. Actually, I heard something from Mitch McConnell that I hadn't heard for a, a while. Um, he's eager to give the chance uh, to Democrats to vote on one of their, uh, <laughs> you know, most most prized initiatives here. I mean, Isn't that nice of him? Bipartisanship, usually, folks. Usually this is what it looks like. You get a vote yeah. on stuff. You got to, you know, he controls the floor. So he's gonna. He's actually gonna. Uh, he said, "Bring up for a vote the uh, the Green New Deal." Is he? Is this a sudden like? I mean, this is. Yeah, the, I, yeah, I believe there was a certain smirk across Mitch McConnell's face that I, I detected yesterday as he announced that they were going to do this. Look, this is Mitch McConnell's way of saying, "Hey, Democrats, I'd be happy to give you an opportunity to go on the record on this one, uh, knowing well that this may, you know, fracture and splinter some of, of the of the Democrats." And this is him saying, "Oh, if this is what you want. Go for it. I'll give you the opportunity." That's not nice, Mary. That's not nice. We know this. I do think this this has been a really interesting dynamic, and you learn this has been a week of growing pains for Democrats. We've seen the Green New Deal and some um, some erroneous, it appears, talking points that were put out that would suggest that we're on the road. Republicans now saying we're on the road to banning cows and cars and air travel. None of those things are going to happen. It's with a bad the week New for Deal. the cows. Bad for <laughs> cows. I guess at least farting cows. That that should be out <laughs> in 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 the new AOC world. Uh, but also, we had a, a freshman a freshman a Democratic Congresswoman who's widely condemned for anti-Semitic remarks. It has been a time where you're learning that this that there's a there's a double-edged sword to the to the new Democrats who are here. A lot of them are still learning the ropes. And the Republicans have been eager to kind of twist the knife a bit on this and say, hey, look, look, you, look, this is what you guys stand for. Try to own it. The president could not be more gleeful in railing against socialism and the Green New Deal and the like. And they're also eager to, to show that uh, any divisions between the new progressive members and the rest of the Democratic Party, especially when let's remember how many members of Congress are, are now running for president. Democrats are happy uh, to, to point out some of the, the, the fractures within the Democratic side. All right. Well, Mary, we know you have to run back up to the hill. The president uh, is about to meet with the uh, the president of Columbia. So we, we, we're going to we're going to say this is all the time we have for this edition of Powerhouse Politics. But we will be back. And Rick, remember, no shutdown on Friday. No shutdown on Friday. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And thanks to our entire Powerhouse Politics team, including our senior chief executive producer, Trevor Hastings. Uh, Angie Yak and Avery Miller.